What's up, creeps? And welcome to another brand new episode. Another installment of Brain Yeah, baby. I'm Justin. I'm Jeremy. I'm Brady. Uh, be ratty. You be gotta ratty. be rata alada. Come in with a little <laughs> bit more heft there, buddy. Come I'm on. I'm the, uh, the Brady with wings. <laughs> I, I still don't see be ratty official. Trending on it Twitter yet, be. so that needs to <laughs> well, happen. We'll get there. We'll get there. Ladies and gentlemen, we are absolutely thrilled this evening. We are joined by Mike and Maddie from Alone in the Dark podcast. I would like to welcome you guys for joining Woo! us today. Oh, hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having us on. It's 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 our pleasure to be on this this podcast for sure. We're excited. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's been a long time coming. I feel like we've discussed this uh on and off for many many years we've been uh instagram podcast buddies yeah and um most of our listeners already know who the fuck you guys are because we play your promo on the show all the time yeah yeah, yeah. um but in the us as well (laughs) the 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 rare event that they're uninitiated if you guys just want to take the time to initiate our listeners give them the the skinny on what alone in the dark is all about go for it maddie tell everybody (laughs) yeah so uh i mean I guess we're really very based in, in nostalgia a lot of times. If you look at our thing, uh, what is the uh, tagline we have, Mike? Nibbling the nourishing nipple of nostalgia one that's, episode at a time. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> but uh, that's that's just, you know, this clever, stupid thing that I came up with, um, you know, to be alliterative. But uh, Mike and I have known each other basically three decades plus at this point. And um, what's cool about it is sometimes, uh, you know, we, we could finish each other's sentences at times, but there are times... <laughs> What's so great is Mike goes, yeah, I saw Hereditary and uh, and I hated it. Oh, yeah. And by the way, I bought you the Blu-ray because you're going to love it. Like, <laughs> that's how well we know each other. Um, so, so not the same people. I mean, we're not the, you know exactly the two-headed monster, but certainly we've known each other for a long time. But we still, you know, we just share love. We want to give love to movies. You know, we, we don't go on there to hate. There's so many people that spend, I don't know why you want to spend energy and time on there to be negative about stuff. But man, this is art. In any form, I mean, people got together and a bunch of people to create something. I mean, we're going to celebrate it. You know, it's a great genre. It just gives good attention to movies that maybe get shit on for, for a couple of decades. And it's just fun, you know? Yeah. And besides like, the, you know, we do like top five lists and stuff like that, like you guys do. And, you know, other things that a lot of us podcasters do that talk about horror. But the one unique thing that Matt and I do is we do these in the world of episodes where we take clips from a certain movie or certain series and we sort of repurpose those clips into a unique story so one of the recent ones we did this past october was we did an in the world of halloween where we took clips from the whole halloween series and matt and i wrote uh, a unique story matt mostly wrote a unique story around the clips and we uh that was our podcast it was almost kind of like the old radio days you know when you'd listen to like uh you know an original story we kind of take the uh clips from these films that we love and, uh, you know, sort of make a new a new story with that. So it's been fun. We did it with Sleepaway Camp. We did it with Halloween. Um, and we also did it with uh, we did like a Halloween three special. Where we did like a unique thing, which was super fun. So uh, this March, if anybody's, you know, wanting to go back to that episode, it's definitely a fun listen. And they're short. You know, they're usually like 15, to 20 minutes. Um, so they're just kind of a fun, unique way to uh kind of get back into the films that you love in in a different that's way. That's awesome, you know? man. I'm I'm definitely yeah, going to going to check that out. It's a brilliant idea, man. That sounds great. Oh, yeah. thanks. Thanks. It is pretty it's pretty cool, man, cuz we basically what I had is it, it, you're in Haddonfield at at basically a town meeting and all the characters from all the movies could pop up at any given time. 
Uh, you know, Loomis is definitely making some angry Loomis shit like happen <laughs> on the regular. You know, you have you have people from you know you have the two bumbling cops from Five show up at one point. I mean, it's, it's just oh, we man, just grabbed that's, that's anything and everywhere. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. We make them all appear, so it's fun. So yeah, check those out. Yeah, well, that's awesome. I just wanted to take the time on our show to officially congratulate you guys. I saw you just celebrated your eight year podcast anniversary, so that's fucking awesome. Oh yeah. Thanks. Yeah, grand yeah, total congrats. of about five episodes a year. If you like to add in, like how many? <laughs> <laughs> we're at seventy-five after eight years. So do the math. I mean, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. We always say it's not quantity; it's quality, <laughs> man. Well, what else are we gonna say at this point? But Justin, you've been doing this for about the same, right? I think you've had the epic, epic film guys podcast since two thousand fourteen as well. So. That's right. We started with video reviews, but the actual podcast itself didn't start till the following year. But I'm extremely. Gotcha extremely thankful and proud of the podcast community and the people that I've met and what we've built with it. It's, it's such a great community. And I just, I, I couldn't live without this. It's, it's such an important yeah. part of my life. And I'm even more thankful now to have my boy, Jeremy as a part of the brain stew. And of course our, our son, you know, our, well, whatever you want to call him, be <laughs> ready over here. Very, very special young man. Um, but yeah, thanks again, guys for coming on. I, I wanted to pick the perfect movie and, Ladies and gentlemen. Oh wait, Justin, Justin, we're not doing this isn't the eighth Batman podcast of that we're that we're gonna do. Cause yeah, I assume see. that this was it's been all Batman from you guys wait, Justin, for so gotta, long. We gotta clear something up here. Okay. I, I don't know I don't know if this is clear or not. Is is so if we're talking about Tim Burton's eighty nine Batman versus what is it, ninety two Batman Returns, which one do you, you prefer the sequel or you prefer the original? I prefer the original. Go? The original is my oh, favorite okay. movie, like literally yeah. of all time. It was the movie that was like at my gateway at five years old into liking movies in general. So gotcha. Well, gotcha. Speak, but yes, well we, thank you for taking a break from your Batman <laughs> well, speak, actually, to talk real about quick, horror. Speaking of Batman, look at fucking Brady right now. Look at that fucking Jim Gordon mustache you have going on with the glasses. <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you are, Brady? I didn't he even does. notice he looks, that. Yeah. By the way, I saw the greatest uh, uh, meme ever. I saw they started, they did something like a retrospective from the 60s Batman with Adam West all the way through. Did you see this one? And it's bright and oh, the, beautiful the lighting. and colorful. <laughs> and it's just, there's just a blank screen for 2025. Yeah. Just nothing there. It's darker and darker. Yeah. I thought that was fucking great. That though. is hilarious. I had to actually preface our last three Bat-centric episodes to let our <laughs> listeners know, like, listen. We know it's not horror, but I mean, whatever. The Batman itself, you know, the movie is actually, it, it rides that fine line of being a horror sure, thriller sure. anyway. And I'm yeah. like, fuck it. I love Batman. And people that listen to the show for all these years love Batman. I'm like, everyone sees Batman. So this is, it, we're back to horror now. So, yes. you know, we'll, no, that's cool, man. we'll see what happens, you know, when the next <laughs> one comes up. But yeah. Are you a Nolan guy too? You like the Nolan films I love the well? Nolan movies. I love all, okay. every single Batman movie. I love Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. I love the '60s Batman. Literally, I love mm -hmm. all of it. But that's awesome. Keaton's my my goat. So yeah, yeah, Keaton's amazing. But uh, but yeah, so I, I wanted to pick a movie for you guys to come on that was really gonna fit, and I knew your guys' flavor a little bit, and uh, something witty, a, a submersive, <laughs> a very strange teen slasher that recently uh, has been talked about a lot in the horror community due to the fact that it's currently on Twitter. So, and on shutter right now for viewing. If, yeah. if so, if you're, if you're interested in checking out the movie after listening to this, I would actually recommend beforehand. Cause we're going to go right through the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Um, go to on shutter. It's on there available right now, but it's cherry falls from the year 2000. And I wanted to go around the horn first, before we actually get deep into this and ask, was is there anyone here that saw this when it first came out? Nope, not me. Nope, nope. no, 
I, I no, remember not I was a single five, fucking so no. person. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember seeing commercials for it and being like, oh, man, I got to check that out. That looks that looks good. And that was right in the height of all the Scream action, all the love for Scream. So I was like, oh, man, that looks great. I got to check it out. And I, I never did until literally today. I watched it today for the first time ever. Wow, oh, my new? God, Justin, are you serious? <laughs> Jeremy, you watched it today I, dude, for the first time? 30 minutes ago, I got done with it. Oh, yeah. that's great. <laughs> that's awesome. He watched actually, uh, Darkness Falls first, and then we told him that was the wrong the movie. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I told you we're not going to talk about the Tooth Fairy tonight. I want to talk Didn't about I tell the Tooth you Fairy. That? Do, you want, do you want me to put you to bed right now? I swear Spank to God. Spank him. <laughs> <laughs> put him to bed. <laughs> I didn't even... Uh, I didn't even know about this movie until I recently, like, I think it was like uh, in December or January when HBO released the Brittany Murphy documentary and I mm-hmm. saw footage from it, like, wait, she did a slasher. So I looked oh, it up and funny. I was like, I remember Shout Factory. Yes. And like 14, 2014 or somewhere, 15 or somewhere. I think they released this yeah. on Blu-ray. So I yeah. just went online and bought it and then watched yeah. it. And I was like, wait, more people need to fucking talk about this movie. Like, how is this right. something that I missed? And obviously, yeah. you know, yeah. it, we, we know that it didn't, go into theaters that it had a really hard time in production and it went straight yep. to television and really no one paid attention. It's, it's to this um, day still the most expensive movie ever produced that went straight to television, which is interesting. Right, right. Yeah. Very. Also, I was pretty surprised that it was like all taking place in Virginia because I didn't think anything exciting ever happened in yeah. Virginia. <laughs> is that why you moved? Uh, That's why I moved. Another, yeah. Another like, get the fuck out of here. Now I got to move another back. Another fun fact is that uh, they filmed a lot of this movie literally 30 minutes from where I live. I had no idea. Yep. Yeah. Oh, no way. That's that's uh, so cool. I definitely want to go check out the locations yeah. after watching it again for a second time right now. But this movie, again, it's, it's got a witty style to it. It's very subversive. It really tries to play with, you know, the genre that was very popular at the time due to Scream, Urban Legend. Mm-hmm. I know you did last summer and kind of go off and do a a very satirical version of those movies. However, what's on the paper in terms of writing and what was actually filmed in terms of direction are two completely different things. So what you get is a movie that is tonally at times so fucking off, it's hard to comprehend what you're watching. But for me, it's also still so fucking satisfying and entertaining. It's it's like watching fucking Jawbreaker at times. (laughs) Exactly. What what movie am I watching? (laughs) You're right. Yeah, and it's it's if you if you pay attention to interviews with the writer Ken Selden, he straight up says, like, I wrote this as a satire. Like I really wanted the sex and teen violence and, and all of that to be satirized and kind of poked fun at. I mean I feel like this movie, had it come out a few years earlier, would have really made a mark. I mean, it, it came way too long after the screams and the, I know what you did last summers. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it was it, it was definitely at the end of, you know, sort of like people were sort of done. And that's kind of the reason why I didn't see it, you know, until, you know, it came out uh, on on Blu-ray because we all were kind of like at that at that point, you know, we were like 2000. We were kind of like, yeah, you know, like it's been done so many times that it was so filtered down at that point that it was kind of hard to be excited to, to go out and see a movie like that. But to your point, Justin, nobody really gave this thing a chance. And Very to true. Mike's point as well. But uh, I mean, I see this movie as kind of like I see it like straddling the disturbing behavior line, too, because mm-hmm. it's almost like he started the character as the as the Nick Stahl character in disturbing behavior. Like he was going to be that wise ass, really witty, you know, great writing character. And then he just kind of abandoned that a little bit. Like he's like you said, it lost its way a little bit because he starts mm-hmm. that way when he meets her at the school that first day. And he's like, oh, shit, you know, they walked off the motor coil. They shuffled. And he's like trying to tell her that the kids <laughs> died or whatever. 
and you're like, holy shit, this is disturbing behavior all over again. But then right. totally, like you said, it just it just to- takes a left turn here and there. It takes a couple yeah. turns. <laughs> but, but never never losing the fascination and the interest ever for one beat. I agree with you. It, yeah. it definitely gets very twisted at times and really off. <laughs> really, it goes off the fucking rails so many times. And you know what? Daddy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, no. Daddy. Dude. Are you disappointed? Oh, Are you Dude. disappointed I'm still Freud a virgin? Got a boner, man. Uh, oh my god, we gotta fuck? talk about what, that scene what eventually. Father, what father literally, and then that's a jump too far, but what father wakes up his oh, daughter god. in the middle of the night from dead fucking sleep fucking... and is like, have you fucked a guy but, yet? But then also, yeah, what yeah. father says that and then looks disappointed that his daughter is not getting railed? <laughs> like, <laughs> right, exactly. She's like, are Could you, you go He's further? Like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not mad. You're just gonna die. As, as long as you live in this house and in this town, you will get laid <laughs> right now. I mean, but the, you're, you nailed it though, Jeremy. Like when you, I mean, you said that line. Like, are are you disappointed? I'm still over. That is the oddest line. I mean, where do you ever hear dialogue Dude, like that? Uh, I I have two daughters, and that made me fucking cringe. Oof. Oh, cringe wow. so hard. To where literally, yeah. I, I went to my notes and wrote and wrote that fucking quote down because I was like, all right, well, that was goddamn strange. So, <laughs> can you just imagine like being at dinner as the boyfriend and the dad being like, "So you've been fucking my daughter." <laughs> Thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> High fives all around. Great yeah. job. Yeah, it's, cool, you guys aren't going to die. It, it plays with a lot of those elements and those things that are definitely taboo. They were taboo at the time, and I guess even less so now. But, I mean, it, it plays with those elements. And I could see where wa- watching this when it first came out would be confusing to people. Because even my first watch, I don't know if you guys caught it immediately. I didn't really, until I was done with it, realize that it was a satire on it you know what i mean because it it yeah. shifts up and down so many times it doesn't stay consistent throughout so i'm like wait a minute is this supposed to be like totally serious or just like tongue-in-cheek at times and fun or is it like really just going off the fucking rails and going for the throw so yeah so i don't know if, yeah. if this ever happened to you guys growing up but like did you ever put on a horror film or any kind of film and your parents did not bother you or like walk past the tv at all until the worst fucking moment in the movie oh yeah i got a good one so i'm watching this weird ass fucking movie for the first time ever and my wife comes in the room like right with with uh, you know spoiler alert with jay moore putting his makeup on and michael bean tied up and like there's all this crazy shit she was like what the fuck are you watching and i was like babe i've been asking myself the same question for the past like hour and 20 minutes i have no idea but i'm like i also feel so awkward because it's just it looked like such a fucking a weird thing because it was did you look at her and say daddy (laughs) oh god dude i was i was literally watching silent night deadly night with my buddy um when i was really young and of course the you know the grandfather talks oh one of my favorites yeah so the grandfather for the first 10 minutes is just like, oh, you know, he's going on this rant. So my mother couldn't walk down during that part. She had to walk down when Linnea Quigley has no top on and gets impaled on the deer, uh, the deer antlers. Like that's precisely when my mother walks in the room. Oh, man. Yep. Yep. So it's like, OK, so I'm a misogynist. I'm, a, I'm a, all these things all at once at, at 12 years old. That just got basically. If, if my mom walked into me watching that scene when I was a kid, I would have gotten the belt for an hour and I would have been thrown in my closet and locked at it. Oh man. My mom I, lo- I looked at my mother. I'm like, they just got off the pool table. You think she felt that mom? <laughs> <laughs> Made her leave pretty quickly. Oh God. Oh man. Yeah. So this movie, it opens and immediately 
you hear this very Marco Beltrami-ish scream Yes, I made a note chorus. about that. Yeah, Justin, I made a note. I'm like, dude, is this scream? What's going on? <laughs> it's like almost identical. And then, of course, we get establishing, really quick establishing shots of the town of Cherry Falls. Our first characters that were introduced to our quintessential teens in a car in a remote area making out and about to attempt some penetration when of course (laughs) our killer an intruder shows up and causes some havoc on supernova was his fucking license (laughs) no his name his name yes supernova and but by the way this isn't the last personalized license plate that we're going to see in this film yeah i don't know if you know there's another one but anyway go ahead no it's like so we have our first opening kill which i think is is pretty good i think it sets the tone pretty yeah. well i think you know we get a card for some reason this killer likes to use like doors his victims in the head with the doors he uses right. the car door an instant slashing a brutal attack and i guess that supernova got the penetration he was looking for you know <laughs> here's the thing about this scene that threw me off when i first watched it because again like like jeremy this was the first time that i saw it but when the killer goes up to the girl against the tree and like brushes their fingers across their lips the girl licks it and i was like what the fuck is going <laughs> yeah, on what's here? happening <laughs> She's turned yes. on, dude. She was just about to get fucked, man. Well, listen, she yeah, she was on Sunobulax's rod, right? She was getting ready to get plowed by the alien who was going to populate his desolate planet. I mean, I don't know about you, but that shit just would not work as an aphrodisiac in a car with a girl like this. I mean, Jesse Bradford, did he like leave Swim Fan to go seduce this girl and then jump back into that? Like, well, how did this work? Exactly? Must have been yeah, that's right. It's a guy from Swim yeah. Fan, yeah. And Roswell, yes, exactly. Dude, I, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I texted Brady when I was watching this, like when I started and I said, uh, I already hate this movie. The first kill was bullshit. Awful <laughs> editing. Like that, like strobe light editing effect. Oh, you love like, that? What the that fuck flickering. was the, like, they, they were like, I don't know. Just, it's kind of just add an effect right there. I don't know what to tell you. Well, dude, make no it's, mistake. Yeah. This thing definitely looks like a CW production in terms it does, of the yeah. 2000. CW Where did the 14 million dollars go? That's my question. Cuz that's how much this movie right. cost to make was 14 million. Yeah. Yep. It's insane. It it definitely looks like a TV movie for sure. Michael yeah. Michael yeah. Bean yeah, was getting paid. That's a valid question. <laughs> I hope. That's where 13 yeah, million. Yeah. Went. <laughs> yeah. This this must have been one of his biggest paydays ever. I mean, it's weird cuz thinking about what when he shows up in this movie, like what was the last big thing he was in before this? Yeah. I can't even mm, Tombstone. Yeah, maybe. And I I read that yeah. uh he didn't even want it that Stephen Lang was attached Stephen, to it. Yeah, first. Stephen Lang oh, yeah. was originally supposed to. Uh, yeah. Yeah, cuz he wanted to work with uh Brittany Murphy again. Oh, cool. Yeah. Glad that didn't happen. Let's say this yeah. right at the forefront, though. I have to, I have to be, you know, as upfront as possible. I think she's amazing. I love Brittany Murphy. She's one of the most oh, adorable actresses of her generation, gone far too soon. And I really like her in this movie. I mean, I know the majority of the movie, she's deer in headlights, kind of like yes. her eyes. Yes. She's very confused. Her eyes, dude. Um, Ugh. and I, I did watch some interviews that she did, like vintage interviews for this movie, and it, it seemed very apparent that she knew th- the tone they were going for, that it was supposed to be a very heightened, a sillier uh, take on the material. But her performance says otherwise, which makes it really entertaining. Like, here's, I'm like, here's the thing that I really loved about her, and like this movie gave me a big like Twin Peaks vibe. Like, weird fucking town, okay. yeah. weird right. fucking yeah, setting, and so, like, her weird character, like, moments really just fit into it, and I was like, okay, cool, like, this works. Like, she worked better than anybody else in this fucking movie, and yeah. I was just, anytime she was on screen, I was like, cool, this is the movie I signed up for. Anything so outside of that, uh, you know. What about the scene 
with the mother in the beginning. So she's with like the poor, <laughs> she's with the poor man, Michael Rosenbaum, right? I call, I call him the poor man's Michael That's Rosenbaum. Really I don't know who the fuck good. this guy is, but he Gabriel looks just man. like him. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, he's just got the terrible, like the ridiculous hair. And he's just like, I want to be Michael Rosenbaum so badly, but I can't make, you know, Smallville won't hire me, whatever. <laughs> and the fucking line he says, first of all, he, he breaks, essentially breaks up with her. And then the, the, he lights the mother's cigarette and he looks at her and he goes, your headlights are still on. You're like, does he just tell the mother she has a nipple hard on? Yeah, like, what is did. going on here? Is he talking about the actual headlights? Like, is he making a, like, I mean, I just didn't know if he was making a tit reference. I was real. it's so ridiculously layered and there's so much subtext. It's it's it's, it's a funny scene in, t- in general too because it, it, this must be, it's the same night as the first kill. It's like, it yes. must be makeout night or something if, if that, that was a thing. I don't remember if that was a thing. Um, but when we meet her character, Jody and her asshole boyfriend, they're making out. And then he's literally just like, I think we should. I think we should end this. I'm like, wait, because you haven't gotten laid yet. You, you know, really? Seriously? I think it had been a year though, Justin. Yeah, come on. Honestly, (laughs) six. But honestly, Justin, I think they were perpetuating the theme of like, okay, there's just virgins all over this town. I think they were kind of trying to play that through. Like, well, the first girl was a virgin, and she didn't. You know, she didn't want. And then now, Brittany Murphy's not going through. Right. You know, they're not. So I I think they were kind of. At least Except Jody's mom's not a virgin. We know that. Nah, she's, she's the safest she's person like in that trying town. trying to get with Kenny, yeah. right? She's about to crawl through that window and suck suck him off or something. Yeah. I don't know what's about to happen. It's so bizarre. Yeah, her headlights were on, let me tell you. <laughs> she had those high beams on. Yes, yes. 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 Back in the day when you could smoke in movies. Yep. Mm. That's right. Mm-hmm. You could say the word cigarette. Yes. All the good old days. I mean, this movie has <laughs> bowl cuts and fucking frosted tips galore, but I just love the political incorrectness of having fucking people smoking cigarettes i don't know why yeah. I just, I, the uh the mom here reminded me of when my mom growing up would try to refer to all my friends as puppies because she was trying to go through her like milf phase that's gross dude. and wow. anytime oh, my friends creepy, would come over she'd be like oh you guys are just puppies don't worry about it and i was like i don't really like this what? yeah well, this is this is american pie territory right here 2000 it's like right around this when the sequel came out or whatever. yeah yeah that's true yeah so it was all about MILF, you know, oh, MILF, and Mrs., you know, the Mrs. Robinson thing. Thanks for making everybody uncomfortable, Brady. That's fine. <laughs> we can, uh, we can take a picture of my mom now. and put her as like the, uh, the picture for the episode. <laughs> that would be awesome, by the way. <laughs> and the five of us can be puppies. Yeah, exactly. Oh, That's God. It. That's it. That's brilliant, by the way. I've heard so much about his mom, and I've never met her, and I'm absolutely terrified if that event ever actually would you now? You'd, be the, you'd be the bell of the ball you'd be the puppy oh to my beat all gosh the other puppies what would i be your next stepdad like probably you'd, you'd oh be number God. six like sorry <laughs> honey brady's mom she's just she's just too hot brady's Justin, mom you're the not cocker spaniel man <laughs> he'd be the stud brady's mom she's got it going no on. she doesn't she really doesn't she's got nothing going on <laughs> oh, you poor bastard! And this is the reason why he moved to Boston. <laughs> okay, there you go. I agree. I agree. So that's where you're at. You're in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got to go around the horn though. Again, like um, Michael Bean. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll throw it to Jeremy because you're a fan of Michael Bean. I know you. I, are. I love him, dude. Yeah. Do, do you like him? In I this do. Movie? What do you think I, of his I think, performance? I think he was okay. great in this movie. Got no qualms. <laughs> I mean, is he? Is he so because he's playing Kyle Reese and Corporal Hicks essentially in this yeah. movie, right? Yeah. So which is which makes it that much better and that much richer of a performance because he could be lost. You could some people could say he's lost in this movie. He fits so perfectly because it's toneless. Yeah. So who cares? Like it's anything goes. It's so great. It works. Yeah, I like his frosted tips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my, can, that's can we my also talk about when he was like teaching Brittany Murphy how to do like martial arts? But then like they f- oh, they dude, fall please. they can fall on each that? other and they have that awkward face stare at each oh. other towards like dude. Were they wow. about to kiss? Like, what the fuck is happening in this movie? 
That, Dude, that it, moment feels like it really eight does. minutes long. That was the moment it's I like turned the, around to make sure weirdest. my wife wasn't walking in. I said, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to explain this one. <laughs> There's like a weird sexual tension, I feel yeah. like. Absolutely. Between I, the two of them throughout the whole movie. Actually. I think it was trying to play at that like overprotective father stereotype, but it just did not come across in the way that they wanted. They were like, all right, cool. Let's poke fun at this. Like the overprotective father also wanting to bang his daughter. But you know, it's funny. It's very yeah, incestual. I, I was literally while I was working today watching Dawson's Creek. And I'll, I'll be honest yes. here. I've never watched it before. Like actually what? all the way oh. through when I was that age, when that was airing, I'm like, that's teen drama shit i would be watching howard stern oh, or something but i'm watching it today and that exact scene happens with katie holmes she's on a beach and a dude lands on her and he's about to kiss her i'm like why else do that scene that's such a cliche of a scene and like have it between a daughter and a father weird who yeah. in reality really weren't that far off at age i mean i know Brittany murphy i think was in her early 20s when she did the movie i'm maybe i'm wrong yeah but he wasn't super old actually i'm, I'm glad that you no. mentioned that I'm glad that Hollywood in recent years has gotten away from casting like early 20s and late 20s people and casting them as teenagers because like, dude, this movie is littered with people that it's like, bro, you're almost 30 and you're playing a teenager. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm glad to see like the Tom Hollands and the, the Zendayas and stuff being cast now. And it's like, OK, well, that's like pretty much age appropriate for the most part. Or at least make them look young. Yeah. At least at least have them, you know, where you can tell they're not like. 26 or some shit like you don't see wrinkles right. in their forehead already i'm like dude you're you're supposed to be 17 yeah. yeah yeah and even even more well even more interesting than that is she won't bang her boyfriend but god damn it she she is more prone to maybe banging her father than her, even, her own <laughs> but no like, i mean i'm serious yeah like the director and the writer are totally playing that angle like, yeah look at her with the way she looks at him she did not look at her yeah. boyfriend like here's that. the like, thing there's no, no way if michael bean was my father I wouldn't say no, you know? Fuck away. Reese! Yeah, right. Reese! <laughs> Kyle! Yeah, I mean, great looking dude. I met him, and he was a fucking prick, but... Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. I that's met him sad. dressed as Kung, Kung Fury. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, I well, that's why he was like a dick Fury. to you. He was like, why is this fucking karate <laughs> no, he was instructor he, coming up to Apparently, he was sick or some shit but when i walked up and i was like it's such an honor to meet you and he just like looked at me and then looked away i was like not even a smirk bro not even a handshake nothing seriously <laughs> yeah. you're 80 dollars, and this is what i got like fuck wow. out of here man and like because the terminators the first one's like a top five movie for me so yeah big bummer by the way justin justin saw that in the theater with my father i was 11 years old See now that wow. makes me jealous mm, yeah that, that awesome. was that was on that was just my i can't even imagine Oh, man. That's crazy. Do, 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 do. So cool. Fucking love that See, movie that's, so that's much, what I, man. That's when I wish I was older. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm I'm proud to have been born in the 80s and been able to grow up in the 80s and the 90s. I wish I was kind of like born in the mid 70s. So then I got to go to see all those movies in the theaters. But yeah. Welcome to our age. Yeah. <laughs> we got like three generations on this podcast right now. It's perfect. Yeah, it's, we do. Yeah. That's great. It's pretty awesome. It's great. He's 27. Yeah, he could easily be my son. Yeah. Hey, Dad. Yeah. My mom's absolutely. looking for husband number six. There you go, Maddie. I'm, I'm married, man. I got a 16. I got a 16 and a 13 year old, man. I'm not looking. For uh, her, I gotcha. Right? I gotcha. Yeah, she's got four other kids. <laughs> I have a question for all you guys. Has anyone ever been in the situation where you were with your girlfriend and you guys just sucked each other's toes? Because I just thought no, we and not, and it would never be that aggressively either. That was like that is an odd choice, yeah. an odd choice in this film. 
I don't know if you guys uh, Brittany Murphy, of... cute or not, that is the most disgusting shit yeah. ever. She's yeah. trying to get it's this so dude weird. to eat her toe jam. I was like, you, you know, harder, you know, harder. You know who would be about that? Oh, yes. Quentin Tarantino. Oh. Mm. Yes, he, he watched would. the movie. He said, yes, fuck he yeah. Yeah, that's it. I, I could see Tarantino being a fan of this movie. Yeah. He's probably like, oh, definitely, what are my definitely. favorite slashers? I also definitely. right, yeah, my bloody Valentine. Oh, plus, I wanted to ask you guys. Tar- Tarantino, I never Tarantino, like I never, signed, I never told anybody this, but like that's proof when she has like feet up on the dashboard. Like I totally got that from Charlie Falls. Like I, I could totally see him saying <laughs> oh that too. God. Yeah. Do you think the parents in this film are worse than the parents in Nightmare on Elm Street? It's a good oh question. My God, yeah, it's. Uh, well, it's let me possible. see. You make passes at your daughter. Sexual advances. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Uh, I think that might put it over the limit. I think you might have it. Yeah. Plus, like, I mean, there's there's think- there's somebody out there that's murdering all these kids, and the the parents are still allowing their kids to go like come and go as they please. Towards like, yeah. I feel like I'd be like, right. no, we're all just gonna, dude. When Y Y two K happened, my parents wouldn't even let me go to a New Year's party. They're like, no, this could be it. So like, you're gonna stay, you're gonna stay yeah, inside yeah. with us. Stay. So they definitely wouldn't be letting me, you know, run all over town with with you know friends and shit like that. Dude, this yeah, town allows and... a fuck party, man. Well, there was yeah, a cop yeah. catching it. It was front. fine. They're Treat like, it like a normal party. Go ahead, go fuck. Pop your cherry. D- DJ yeah. Qualls from fucking New Guy, and oh he was it was it was a road trip. Yes. Yeah, Dizzy. road trip, right? It's Gil Harris, road man. Trip. It's the Dude. new guy. Is it Euro trip? Dude, was it, it was a Euro trip or was it? Uh, it was road, road trip. trip. Okay, it was road trip. It's road Dude, trip. I know because I just rewatched it like two. That weeks guy ago. is one of the strangest looking people in Hollywood, and he's he fucks in every movie. So I got to give it to that guy. He's just, he's like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm here. Right? Dude, do you I'm see that fuck. Western shirt? Do you see the fucking shirt <laughs> yeah, he's wearing at the it's party? Amazing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like, pretty awesome. He's like, do you play Deathquake? And then she, the girl just says, okay, but you have to wear a rubber. That's her response yeah, yeah. to do you play Deathquake? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's what I'm saying. There's so many, like the, the, the toes, just the dialogue. There's so many odd scenes in this movie that don't make sense to me. I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but there's just these weird, like the whole cafeteria scene at the beginning where they're like just eating, the one guy's just eating chips and he's just sitting there staring. It just doesn't make any sense. I'm like, what is happening oh, good old Mark. in this movie? Yeah. That's <laughs> so bizarre. By the way, let's talk about this for a second because- I don't know if you noticed this. There's a really weird. I'm sure you did. And this is this is total. This is where I could I totally get Birati's uh, reference to Twin Peaks. When he comes, when she comes upstairs after the, being with the mom, you know, the, in the car with the dad yes, in the beginning. Yeah. He she goes upstairs and then he, he surprises her in his room, or whatever. And then she wakes up and she like sleepwalks to the window and he gets the phone call in the middle <laughs> of the night, right? And she goes, "Daddy," with her eyes closed. They yes. never follow up anything with that. First of all, I don't know if she has a psychic connection. Whatever. I don't. It's weird. But then it's dark out. How big is the town of Cherry Falls? He shows yep. up on the scene of the crime. It is broad daylight. So it took him, what, four hours to get to the middle of town? It was probably <laughs> daylight savings time. Okay. Dude, think Spring about forward. it. It's a small town. Mike, you put this on your small town horror list, dude. How big yeah. is this town? He left. Right. Headlights were on. Middle of the night. It's absolute like 11, 11 a.m. in the morning when he gets to the falls. Look, he had to stop. He had to get some coffee. He had to get a donut. Maybe he had to help somebody cross the street. Condoms. Yeah, condoms. <laughs> Oh man, what about let's? We didn't mention Jay Moore yet, man. So, to me, like I just for 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 half a movie, sometimes I got to figure out if Jay Moore is Bradley Whitford or (laughs) fucking Tony Goldwyn. I almost can't even decipher that first. I got to get my mind around that. Okay, so is he the scumbag from Friday Six and Ghost? No, he's not him. Is he the guy from Billy Madison? Fuck, I can't. No, it's Jay Moore. Shit, like I just it takes me like that long to get around. Okay, Jay Moore's his own guy. Right, right. Man, he just he just. He's always walking the razor edge of that asshole character, no matter what he does. 
Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, going all the way back to Jerry Maguire. Um, that's what I initially think of him from. But um, he's a very interesting choice to be here. But he's also like what a, 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 he was a kind of a name when this movie came out. He was sure. known for a lot yeah. of different movies. Yeah. So he's kind of one of the only stars, if you will. I mean, being somebody, but like at that point, it's not like young people would know who that is. So it was Brittany Murphy and him who are like sure. the only real stars of the movie yeah, yeah that's fair it's connected i yep. just want to know what, what was it like he... when they pitched him this movie they were like all right so look um <laughs> you, you got a wig you're gonna wear a wig yeah you're gonna be like and, a like um... a tranny serial killer killing virgins because your right. mom got raped and then abused you growing up because yeah. of it what weird shit man yeah. Well, I heard that he like does, it's like kind of like Jared Leto in Urban Legend. He does not talk about this movie. Like, do not bring it Dude, up to him. I don't Jeremy, know what he's do talking think he about. Would oh, sign? Sure. Do you think he would sign? <laughs> yeah, this Jeremy's shit? gonna go get it Dude, signed. Well, so, oh so, yeah, <laughs> Jeremy, do you have a story? Yeah, yeah. So I've anymore? got a story about uh, Jared Leto and, and Urban Legend. Is uh, my best friend Devin lives it. out in L.A. and you know he's a big autographer and he's gone for Leto so many times. He's got a laser disc for Urban Legend and it's it's yes. signed by everyone except for except for him. And he, yeah. he holds it out for Leto and like even tries to like conceal what it is sometimes. And let and let and Leto Leto literally goes like this. He cocks his head to the side and looks at it and he goes, Oh yeah, I I'm not gonna sign that one. Um do you have uh, when did he, he goes, be, uh, when did he become yeah, Crispin he, he Glover? Goes, Jesus do you Christ. have anything else? I just I can't sign that. <laughs> Oh man, that's just, messed I up. I think he fucking hates that's the sad. fact that he was in that movie that much. Oh, that's really he hates sad. that, that movie, but he's gonna be fucking Morbius, right? Fuck right. out of here, man! Seriously, yes. And after his his is honestly, we're going off on a tangent, but after his performance in House of Gucci, seriously, <laughs> like, dude, he he's got way more to be embarrassed about with that shit than he's he's good in Urban Legend. Yeah, he's great. He is. He's great. It's it's uh, I love that movie. Yeah. I think we're actually I think that's our next episode. We're doing a commentary. Yeah, we are uh, doing a commentary Sweet. for Urban Legend, which will be uh, oh, which will be wonderful we're doing that this month. Yeah, I, yeah d- definitely on the docket for us to cover that one eventually as well. I remember seeing that one opening night and just absolutely falling in love with that movie. Oh yeah, oh it's so. Do great. you guys like the sequels so to those? The second I like the, one. Uh, yeah. yeah, the second like one's the second awesome. The third yeah, one. Yeah. Nobody loves yeah. the third yeah. one. I I Bloody like Mary? the third one. It's pretty good. Mm, yeah. It's fine. It's pretty good. It's it's yeah, I'd put them in it, ranked. It's watchable, you know, yeah. In order there, you know. Um I just wanted to ask you guys, does anybody find that the the you know, the killer in this movie it's like a little transphobic, oh, you yeah, know what I mean? Definitely. I don't know. I get like transphobic vibes. It's a little For sure. uh, a little disturbing, yeah, you know. I think it's obviously we just came out. You just think it was a reference to Psycho though, like almost blatantly like trying to go there like or is it like a giallo thing or something it's got well, it, it, it mixes uh, those oh, together the palma? I mean, like the palmish yeah i, I definitely you know re, palma, re-watching sorry. this i got yeah, i definitely got the palma vibes um giallo vibes but did anyone else when they saw malignant connect the two of these because yeah. yes i see yep. a huge yes. influence in malignant with this movie oh my god absolutely we were talking about this on one of our podcasts right matt yeah i didn't see malignant you didn't see it but it's the killer is very yeah it's it's crazy i'm, uh, yeah. I'm gonna go on uh, uh, Wow, out on a limb here and say that uh, the best that Jay Moore looked in this movie was when he put that wig on and he had that black <laughs> sleeveless shirt on. I said, okay, I see it. Didn't, I see why you were cast. Like he didn't like his bowl cut? <laughs> no, nah, no. Nah. Once he put that wig on, I said, okay, this is the movie I signed up yeah. for. <laughs> this this movie is so strange, and I'm glad that you guys mentioned the Giallo. 
you know, kind of tie in is that this is the kind of movie that we would have gotten like from Italy in the the late seventies. Like, like those yeah. yes. bat shit, yep. like fever dream nightmare horror yeah. films from Italy. And that's exactly what this, this film reminded me of. That's why I feel like I was able to enjoy it so much. I'm like, all right, well, okay. I'm not supposed to be taking it seriously. Cause it's got that kind of fever dream quality to it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I it's feel true. That. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When I tell people about this movie and I tell them what the plot is, I always leave them with, and there's also a shark attack and people are like, what? And oh I'm like, man. Just wait. There's oh, a shark attack. I love in that this movie. Scene. <laughs> That's one of the best scenes ever. That whole scene in general. I mean, so they're having this press conference or whatever town meeting at the school. She's yeah. just walking through the halls and then he's chasing her through the halls and they go into like what it looks like a, a science, whatever, like a science classroom. Yeah fucking knocks the sh- there's like number one what <laughs> high school has a full fucking like shark yeah, hanging from the ceiling and then she <laughs> knocks it down and it like <laughs> smashes him right into the glass case oh it's so oh, good can we, i love it that, can that we one. talk about the fact that the when they have the conference in the uh the gym talking about like hey the killer is going after virgins <laughs> Instantaneously, the parents start WWF fighting, and like they're like, "Hey, yeah," because he's like, "I don't." Well, the, he's like, "I'm gonna have to lock the one my daughter like, in the basement." He, he like, oh, I don't think you have yeah, to worry he about like your knocks, he knocks the other daughter, and the guy gets up, and I love the one guy gets up. His his belt is like up by his tits. Like, if you watch it, he's like he's like this like short stubby guy, and his belt is like right at his breast line. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> What's oh, so, so funny great. about that scene is it's like art imitating life because it's that's like pretty much Bean was out on his own probably on this whole set with nobody like him and everything. He's probably on his own island. And that just mirrors like what he was going through. That's probably like the whole that's probably the crew like at that play the audience <laughs> and the parents like fuck this guy Bean man. He's just standing up there at the podium just trying to sell his bullshit and nobody was buying it. Dude, they just what I love about that scene <laughs> well, is speaking of didn't I heard that the uh, the crew was like really, really upset with uh, Jeffrey Wright, the director. Like I heard they didn't get along where there were like literally fights where people would walk off set for days and just be like, I'm out. Sure. You know, yeah. Like I heard it was a very hostile set. That's interesting. I, I know that the movie had a lot of production problems, but I was not aware that they did not like his direction. I know that it was on a pretty tight schedule, too. Wasn't it like 30, 30 days, days for filming? And I think they said yeah. the cinematographer, mm-hmm. he was the one who walked off for two days and just didn't contact anyone. And Jay yeah. Moore also had issues with him because he was like demanding flexibility from all actor schedules. And I mean, I guess at this time, like Jay Moore's probably the most famous one outside of Michael Bean. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard at the end they were rushing just to get shots. Like they literally were just like doing one take of everything. Which is like move, keep going, keep going. Like it was yeah. like it was like a mad rush to get it. Done. I was reading too that like they like if they shot at one place and then moved on to the next one, like they a lot of places they shot it they couldn't go back to. Like it, they just like cut them off from shooting again. And like oh, I was reading wow. some stuff too about how like they used a, a high school in Richmond, but like nobody told the high school they shared it with the governor's school, and nobody told like the governor's school people that they'd be shooting a slasher there, and so the doors were locked and people were like trapped inside the building. Fucking weird, man. Oh my gosh, Ooh, wow. that is yeah. weird. That's <laughs> insane. <laughs> yeah, I read. So going back to that scene that you annoying. referenced, Jeremy. The, I mean, you, we were used to, so used to watching Jason and Michael Myers, and there's that stalking, right? That's that Walker thing. When he's flying down the hall at her, man, I thought that scene was excellent. I was like, to me, that's like the most, I was like, this is ratcheted up, man. This is like a really scary kind of, like, like, you know, as much as you could be skinned, as far as the guys on here, we probably weren't scared. But if you're watching that in the movie theater, man, that must have played like a motherfucker. Because that was just a great, she's running and that was the best film too, because it's flying backwards and you just see him coming up on the side of her, man, 
just arms pumping. It's like, holy crap, this is scary. Like, if he gets yeah. it, like, yeah. it was really yeah, cool. I, I enjoyed it. I love yeah, how the I, wig is, is down over the killer's face as he's running. So all you see is this hair yes. and the arms flapping. Dude, it was scary. You're absolutely right. Really good. Yeah, as yeah, much really as, good. you know, we were talking about uh, a few minutes ago how it's, it's kind of transphobic in, in, in terms of even even the, the standards that were then, but even way more so now. But I liked the actual imagery. Like, until before you knew who who the killer was. I mean, obviously, if you watch the movie, you're smart. You're going to figure it out halfway through it. But, you know, right. it's it, when you're looking at that image, it, it is a throwback to something totally different. I mean, that long black leather trench coat and the long black hair. And there's like, you know, the gloves and all that. It's it's a very classic look, especially in comparison to what we had gotten, you know, in recent years. I mean, let's face it. I love all of the late 90s slashers, but minus Ghostface, you know, the costumes are a little bit uninspired. Like, I love Urban Legend, but it's just a fucking winter coat. You know what I mean? It's like they right. weren't coming up with stuff that I mean, it's it's recognizable and iconic to us now. But at the time, it wasn't like, oh, that's right. that's like a new Michael Myers or, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think out of right. the bunch, probably Valentine's the most memorable in terms of yes. like the yes. look of a, of a slasher villain during that. period. When do you guys when you guys Absolutely. mentioned that uh, you felt like maybe it was inspired by Psycho? And, and that's interesting because I feel like at Jay Moore's reveal, he kind of has that moment where he's he's gone full mad, if you will, where, you know, they they, mm-hmm. they push the, the case down the stairs and she's like, well, no, what's what's in it? And he was like, it's it's your dad. I love that. Or then he's, that he's like, your dad or mine or yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, was, yeah. that was, was pretty funny. The, the end of this movie, though. I think when we're talking about crazy, amazing scenes, there's there's literally nothing more bonkers. Class dismissed. Oh I mean, my god! Than him coming into this giant fucking mansion filled with fucking naked teenagers, and he's just <laughs> slashing <laughs> them dismissed. one by one and running through this house, going fucking crazy. Is that much different than uh, teacher? Leave those kids alone. <laughs> fucking yeah, disturbing, disturbing behavior. behavior yeah, yeah, totally. And I love how all the kids get stuck on the stairwell it, and they're like, like trying to get through there. the rail. Yeah. <laughs> I like how it's the rave music at the same time. Yes, like it's like, like it's bad shit. The music's yeah. bad shit too. You know yeah. this movie's from 2000 when the majority of the movie's score is fucking Matrix yeah. techno music. <laughs> <laughs> Even that scene where he's chasing her down the fucking hallway. It's like, oomts, 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 oomts. Yes, like, Damn, yes. Kennedy and you are fucking right now. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, I mean, that that scene in general, though, I just... It's 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 crazy to think that that was something that was written and shot and it was in a movie like let's have right. a, a meeting of all of these teenagers and we're going to make it seem like it's OK for them to all like have a fucking gangbang orgy together, you know, what I mean? just so they can yeah. not be virgins and, and save their lives. What about that dialogue, man? The Hyman Holocaust. Mm. How great oh, is that <laughs> line? That is perfect. <laughs> Honestly, goofing on this movie, you know, we've we've said a lot of things, but the one thing I'll admit is the concept of this movie is pretty fucking awesome if you think about it. You know what I mean? And and it's one of those things that you think about and you're like, how is this never made already? You know, by 2000, nobody made a horror film where they flip the trope of, you know, virgins are the ones that are getting murdered. No, you know, the you know, uh, I mean, uh, if you have sex, you get murdered like the virgins are getting murdered. Right. You know, what I mean, it's pretty clever, you know, and. It's surprising that it hadn't been done before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that, that's why I was saying, you know, at, at the opening of the show, had this movie come out a few years earlier, had it actually had a theatrical release, um, I, I feel like it would be a it, it would have been a staple right alongside the other movies of its kind. And I mean, also, if it didn't get 
cut to shreds in terms of the rating. I know that it had a lot yeah. of problems going back and forth on trying to get the rating right. And which is why it's cr- it's crazy to me that this movie debuted on the USA Network. You know, that's the first time it got. I think it was only once. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure they only showed it like one time. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. It's and, you know, that's the one thing I have this Blu-ray. I don't know if you guys do, but there's they don't have like a, a lot of like deleted scenes like they, they cut a lot of gore. But that gore is just I don't know yeah. where that is. It was, did they toss it or what? Or is it, you know, is it missing like the cursed footage? Like, is it ever going to come out or? Oh, man, that's, uh, cause that's I, I'd like to see that's it. a whole other podcast oh, yeah. to, to, to dig into, man. That I mean, we know it exists with that movie because uh, yeah. Patrick Lussier, who is I, I tagged him initially. I was like. Dude, that's who you need to talk to. That guy knows. Yes. And then he was like, "Oh yeah, I have all that shit at my house." You know. <laughs> oh, dude. So how 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 is you know like a huge company like Shout going to say we tried without actually yeah. even contacting the guy that they that it's still alive that actually edited the movie and has the footage? You know, oh, it's so sad. Yeah, I'd love to see yeah. that. Yeah, he's awesome, Patrick. Lister. Oh yeah, he's, for sure. My the my bloody remake. I mean, oh he's oh he's, he's great, awesome. man. I wish yeah. I wish he'd make more slashers seriously yeah same definitely but yeah so this movie i just thought it was a a perfect opportunity to bring you guys on it's definitely something that we're very like-minded about in terms of that era and i know when i you know seeing the sea of horror podcasts out there you guys really stand out as one you seem pretty affectionate for that era as much as i am as well so it's it's great you don't i feel like it's kind of a it's cool now, but for the longest time, it wasn't cool if you were a horror fan and you liked that era of movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally, yeah. <laughs> but we're going to go around the horn real quick. We're going to do our little segment we like to call Trash It or Treasure It. So there's no in the middle on it. You either have to treasure it or trash it. <laughs> we, we like to make it hard. So we'll start with you, Maddie. Yeah. Would you trash oh, this man, or treasure listen, it? I'm treasuring this thing, man. I am. Uh, I I just think it, like you said, there's so many things that that could make any other film fall on its face, but it works in this movie. So I'm definitely treasuring this one. Awesome, Mike. Yeah, I, I'm going to treasure it as well. I bought this film. Uh, you know, it's got its quirky, you know, things. Well, one thing we forgot to mention was the principal and the the secretary walking in the room. There's all these weird moments that just don't play out and don't make sense. But there's something about the concept of this movie. Like you said, uh, Justin, the feel of this movie and the post screamness of it, that it just has something special about it that uh, I when I put it on, it just makes me smile. You know what I mean? It just makes me laugh and smile. And I really enjoy it. Yeah. Bowl cuts, frosted tips and nostalgia. (laughs) All the works. (laughs) Fucking shit's a drug, man, for sure. Yeah. toes and mouths oh, all kinds of shit. <laughs> there, there, that was a scene that we we didn't mention and i wanted to mention it because i loved the shit out of it the the principal's face carved not a virgin into his head oh, <laughs> yes man. that's oh, right it's yes. so brutal because the movie does have some good practical gore and stuff but it's not oh yeah it's not a friday the 13th level but no. that scene was no. really great yeah that was cool yeah be ready trash it or treasure it oh man um like I said, first time watching it was for this episode, but I really loved it. Like all the quirky that weird shit aside, like <laughs> I think when you look at it too in the terms of like post scream era, it's it gets mad points for being original. Like I think uh like Mike said, you, you, when have you ever heard of somebody else like making a slasher about them killing people who are virgins. It's always going after the sexually promiscuous. And I just really liked that it was witty about it, but also shown a light on sexuality, but not just that, but like 
power in sexuality. So like mm-hmm. the weird instances with the dad, like we can laugh off, but sure you can talk about also how maybe that was about the power he had as the father over his virginal daughter. And, and it's, you can just keep going from there. Like it's, it, it's a movie that makes you ask questions even about the weird stuff. And look at you getting all deep over. Yeah, I know. Trey right. Falls. And <laughs> gotta love the giallo. Gotta love how it's a precursor to malignant. I just, I love it. So it's, it's definitely a treasure for me. Awesome. Jerry. Come on, germs. So, <laughs> spoke on the podcast today. <laughs> I just watched Jerry Falls <laughs> today. <laughs> so, you know, like I said earlier, I text Brady almost immediately like, I'm going to fucking hate this movie because that that opening kill with the, the stutter effect that they did with the killer and stuff. I was yeah, like, oh, this yeah. is going to be real bad. I'm not going to like this. And... You know, usually I'm, I'm pretty good at being able to tell if something's for me or not in the beginning of if I'm going to like something or not. Uh, this movie surprised me because it's so batshit crazy. But by the end of it, I was like, I fucking I think I actually kind of loved this movie because it, it I, it's amazing that it exists. Like, seriously, like watching that film, I'm like, how did they not only get this made, but how did they get 14 million dollars? <laughs> and that's that's going to be part. the question you're asking yourself on your deathbed. How did Cherry Falls spend that $14 like, million? Dollars? Who, like, who was in the room when they were like, all right, so here it is, the movie. And then they, they just, they, they say the synopsis of this batshit crazy fucking film, and someone was like, yeah, I'm behind that. I'm going to get you the money. Done. $14 Greenlit, here's $14 million. Yep. I can't fucking believe this movie exists, and that's a beautiful thing that it does so i'm gonna treasure the shit out of this yeah right. nice. and following in lock and step i'm treasuring the shit out of this movie i was so happy to have found it um i still feel like a terrible horror fan not even knowing that it existed until i watched that documentary <laughs> but hey butter late than never and that 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 rings did true you say butter on so late many different occasions he did he said butter butter late than never butter it's like listen, butter listen I, my wife calls. That's, is that like a weird sexual? She calls yeah. milk milk, <laughs> and I she pronounces Hello. things strange. So I was just probably trying to rub off on me a little bit. Maybe they're butter. Maybe they're butter, butter. on Jody's toes, and that's yeah. Her. So we're five for five. We're all yeah. treasuring. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, to me, this movie is like you know, you're at the party, right? You're at this party, and it's in the dark, and you're looking at this ugly chick, and suddenly <laughs> the party's over, and the lights are on, and you're like, shit, she's kind of hot. Like at the end of the night, that's yeah, what this yeah, movie is, man. You're like. Damn, yeah, I should have danced with her, or I should have, you know, all the shouldas, couldas. But now, thankfully, because of Blu-ray and everything else, we get to enjoy it over and over again. But that's kind of what it reminds me of. Yeah, I think it's a very solid, low-rent, tongue-in-cheek slasher. It, it has what it needs to be successful in that way. I think you meant uh, toe-in-cheek. <laughs> oh, oh, God, I can't think. Seriously, that's going to make me throw up, dude. I can't. Uh, feet <laughs> near a mouth. Let alone, my hands in general, when he was rubbing her feet, I was just like, Ugh. 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 he probably didn't wash his hands when he went to eat something next. So that's disgusting. <laughs> what I love so much, as much as I love Brittany Murphy, too, in that scene when then she tries to take her shirt off and be sexy, it looks so fucking awkward. I'm like, uh, no, I don't know if that was yeah. intentional or not, but because I know that during that period in her life, you know, she would go in and out of using drugs on the set. So, mm. yeah, mm-hmm. either way, but yeah. I, God rest her soul. She's absolutely amazing, yeah. and I loved her in this movie. But guys, Mike, Maddie, Alone in the Dark podcast, thank you so, so much for coming on this episode of Brain Stew. If our listeners want to find you, tell them where they can. 
Well, we are on Instagram, uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, we also have a Patreon too, so people can go on to Patreon and, and check out our tiers there at uh, patreon.com slash alone in the dark podcast. But uh, we mostly do our stuff on Instagram. That's kind of where we have fun, right, Justin and Jeremy? That's kind of like the uh, the fun horror community on there. So definitely check us out there. And uh, yeah, and the podcast can be found anywhere podcasts can be heard, basically. We're out there. Awesome. Justin, we're, yeah, you guys, we're really, I mean, we've been on, I mean, we've been DMing each other for years and years and years, just complimenting, you know, honestly, I got I got you to thank for like digging into canon stuff on a deeper level and watching Ninja 3 The Domination again. I mean, I have you guys, <laughs> your podcast to thank for that and several other things. But that's just one example I wanted to give you of, of something I, I listened to a long time ago. But I was like, shit, I got to dig back into that. And it was just like I refound my love for it all over again. So. You know, it goes both ways, man. It's pleasure, pleasure being on the show. Yeah, no, and and honestly, (laughs) that's great to hear because when we did, you know, that Canon Quarantine series, it didn't really do what we hoped that it would do, but we really just wanted to have a great time talking about a huge variety of movies that really don't get talked about enough. So that's three, baby. Yeah, for sure. One of my favorite movies ever. And I have some news regarding a 35 millimeter screening of that movie coming soon. So I'm probably going to announce that here on the show. I I shouldn't be saying it, but whatever. Who the fuck's going to get me in trouble? I'm telling. (laughs) I'm telling. You want to talk about? I'm going to tell Facebook and they'll ban you again. Let's just say Mahoning Drive-In Theater, Charles Bronson Weekend. I'm not going to say the date, but oh, that's awesome! Very cool. Yes. So, Jeremy, if our listeners it's their first time and they want to find us, where can they find us? Yeah. So, uh, last week I went over to the uh, the Red Lobster, and my uh, my my grandfather he uh, he gave. He made a business card, but he like he like hand wrote it with uh, the web URLs and stuff. And uh, so there was this uh, smoking hot chick Wanda working there. So I I only had one of the business cards, but uh, I gave it to her. And uh, so if you if you are interested in following us, uh, if you can go down to the Red Lobster and talk to Wanda, <laughs> uh, she'll be able to point you in the right direction. Because I can't recall it off the top of my head. Sorry, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> if you like what you're hearing. Uh Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. If you use Spotify, you can just, it's even easier, just leave us a star rating. You don't even have to say anything. Um, and obviously, we're available on every single podcast platform there is. We do actually have a Patreon as well. I never talk about that. Isn't that terrible? terrible. I love our patrons. We have one. I just always forget to mention that. I'm usually just bullshitting about other stuff. <laughs> but yeah, uh, thanks again, guys, for for being on the show this week. And thank you, listeners, for checking this episode out. And if you liked the episode, seriously, go watch Cherry Falls. I hope you already watched it before you listened, but it's on Shutter right now. The Shout Factory Blu-ray is still available. It's in print right now. So go buy that shit, own it, and treasure the hell out of it. But until next time, I'm Justin. I'm Jeremy. I'm be ready, tat tat. Be ready, official. And as always, we like to ask you to keep it creepy.